Welcome to another edition of History from the Back Pages. Thank you for joining us for a very special episode that will be a continuation of our season, which focused on religious figures and prophets from a variety of different religions. This week's episode will cover an event that happened almost 30 years ago in 1993 to former Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints President Howard W. Hunter, who was the 14th President and Prophet of the Church. A little bit about President Hunter before we get into the event that took place on the campus of Brigham Young University, better known as BYU in Provo, Utah. Howard Hunter was born in 1907 and throughout his life joined the LDS faith and took place in a variety of different roles and leadership positions in the church. Some of the most great things that President Hunter did during his law and life was in 1965, he was appointed the president of board directors for the Polynesian Cultural Center, which this is really cool because the Polynesian Cultural Center is in Hawaii, and lots of tourists every year go to the Polynesian Cultural Center to visit it. And I'm not 100% sure it's accessed currently right now due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But prior to that, it was a place where lots of tourists went to learn about the church. And at the time in 1965, Howard Hunter was appointed director after it was only two years old. So just at the beginning, and he was able to save the cultural center because at the time it had lost nearly $500,000, had barely made payroll the month prior. He was able to reduce board membership draw more members, emphasize good hard business practice, and only three years later, it was turning a profit. He remained board of directors till 1976. And Howard Hunter also was a church historian and recorder in 1970 when he was appointed. 1985, he was named acting president of the Quorum of Twelve Apostles. And a little bit about church history. There is different positions in the church's hierarchy. There is the president and the prophet, which currently right now that is Russell M. Nelson, the 17th president of the church. And Howard Hunter, when he was named president, was the 14th in the church's history back in 1995. Then there's the Quorum of Twelve, which is 12 apostles. Then there is the 70 and different positions involved in the Quorum. And Howard Hunter did many great things. He was able to be a beloved figure by those in the LDS faith and touch those around him. And now we move to 
the event that took place in 1993 that is very stunning and one that I came across on accident. I had not planned to look for this event when I was doing research for the podcast and more church history. I came across this event from the Deseret News. They have many good articles that take place in Utah that are worth reading from the past and currently. So in 1993, Howard Hunter was not yet named president, yet that was 1995 when he became the 14th president of the church after Ezra Taft Benson's death. So in 1993, he was part of the Quorum 12, and most likely he would have been one of the first and second counselors in the president's group. So he would have been next in line to become president after the current one would pass. So in 1993, he went to BYU to give a fireside talk, which is kind of a talk where people are present and the speaker gives a special message that they have planned that usually has something to do with a different set theme or topic that the speaker has decided to do for that day. So it was a normal presentation. He got on stage in front of a crowd at the Marriott Center on the campus of BYU of about 17,000 in attendance. So a big crowd at the basketball arena. And right when he was getting ready to start his opening address for the Fireside Talk, a man marched onto the stage. And I don't really like to give people who did terrorist attacks or crimes, tried to commit murders, or did something criminal, mention their name. But in this case, his name does need to be mentioned. And that is Cody Judy. He rushed onto the stage and threatened Howard Hunter. And Judy carried a briefcase. And he, in his words, he claimed that it contained a bomb and held what appeared to be a detonator-like device. He carried a cell phone-like device with his briefcase that he claimed contained a bomb. So if you were in the crowd, or if you were Howard Hunter, this would be very emotional, a very terrifying event. I would have been terrified for sure if this had happened to me, that a man out of nowhere, random man, came onto the stage fretting the crowd and fretting the lives of everyone present with a briefcase that there's no way to know what was in the briefcase. He claimed it was a bomb, so you can't not think that it could be a bomb. You can't just say, oh, he's joking, or of course there's no bomb. You have to take it as a serious fret. And he claimed he contained a debtor-like device. And why was Mr. Judy there? He had some series of demands for Howard Hunter. He demanded that he read a three-page document in a manifesto that supposedly detailed God's plans for Judy to lead the church, which is insane. So the plans were that Judy would take over. He would be the new president and the prophet for the LDS church, and that God had 
out of a miracle, out of a vision, said, Mr. Judy, you are the new president, which on the surface is nuts. And Mr. Hunter, of course, refused to read the monologue manifesto. And immediately after that, the audience began to sing, We Thank Thee, O God, for a Prophet, during which students from the audience and security personnel grabbed Mr. Judy, and he was thankfully taken away. And after that, Howard Hunter did not give up. He did not cancel the fireside talk. He continued and ended his talk, which was entitled, An Anchor to the Souls of Men. So this event could have went horribly wrong, but no one was hurt, thank goodness. And it turned out, unsurprisingly, but there was no way to know, that the briefcase that Mr. Judy was carrying had books not a bomb, and the device he was carrying was just a phone covered in tinfoil. It was not a detonator that could have caused the explosion. And it is, that is the only reasons they know from Mr. Judy why he carried out that attack that he wanted to be the new president of the Church of Latter-day Saints. I found an interesting article from Utah Valley 360 by Jeff Call, written three years ago in 2018. It was about covering the BYU fireside that turned into a firing ideal was the name of the article. He mentions some people who were present at the fireside talk in 1993, and it was only a 10-minute affair, but they discussed what they fought and the reactions and emotions that were occurring during this event near Valentine's Day in 1993. And the author of this article, Mr. Call, at the time was a sports editor and had tried to talk to some people who were present. And it's very interesting about this event. And Mr. Judy is still alive as of this printing he had tried to run for offices in different utah assemblies but did not win after any of those and then about two years later in 1995 howard hunter after this event was named the 14th president of the church after president benson's passing and howard hunter served as president for nine months until his passing in 1995. He was overcome with many illnesses and was very sick late in his life. When he was four, he was diagnosed with polio and was having trouble walking throughout his life. And he died of illnesses and natural causes in 1995 at 87 years old. It's a long life for Howard W. Hunter. So thank you for listening to this episode of History from the Back Pages, which we discussed a little bit about Howard W. Hunter's life and career in the church, and mainly discussed and focused on 1993 fireside attempted hostage incident and attack at BYU that thankfully no one was harmed and turned out to be not as dangerous as it could have been based on the factors that were unknown to 
that was at the time. And History Back Pages will be continuing. We will be going over new episodes in the near future. Trying to come up with a new theme that I think will be very enjoyable for everyone listening. And excited to create more content on the podcast. And if you have any questions, we can be reached at History from the Back Pages on Twitter. Instagram, History from the Back Pages are the two main areas of social media that we are active on. Thank you, and talk to you soon here on History of Back Pages. We are signing off.